I've been on that last dance hard the past few uh, Sundays. Really enjoy watching it. I get to relive a, a, like a raw era, you know, an era that I really wasn't too conscious in. You know what I'm saying? I was like a like between three and like six when all of this was popping off or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And one of the main talking points from this week's episode has been pretty much, you know, Mike's uh, social responsibilities as an athlete and just having a platform and voice. And with this, you know, this just got me thinking and this just brings me to my next point. Man, sometimes I'll be feeling like, you know, my opinion has changed since the, the whole unfolding of the whole cap situation, you know. And I personally feel like, you know, I guess in our situation, you know, when shit be popping off, we just go to work and we shut the hell up. You know what I'm saying? But we expect athletes to do X, Y, and Z. You know, them boys in a, a billion dollar industry, hence the league, and they play for, you know, multi-million dollar companies, hence they team. And uh, why mess up that cheese, you know, they making some money way crazier than they probably envisioned in their whole lifetime. They could change their family and their life. Not to mention, them boys really not that versed in these probably topics, you know. We in the social media area. You know what I'm saying? We can follow some of our favorite celebrities and athletes. Dog, we can see what type of time they on. They not well read, most of them. They not versed in these type of topics, you know what I'm saying? So why should they be, you know, just speaking on shit out of turn, making themselves look foolish and maybe doing more damage to the cause? So I think the conclusion I came to pretty much, man, the best thing for that type of shit, you know, they must should just get a stamp to somebody who, you know what I'm saying, can lead the way in whatever arena or whatever change needs to be done or made. Somebody who's really read in that, who's really devoted hours and years to that type of shit. Matter yet, their whole life to whatever topic we're trying to change. I don't think the modern day athlete probably should be just talking out of turn and just talking on shit and doing shit that they really is not in the arena, bruh. I say, whoa, welcome to the Best Friend Weekend Podcast. It's your man Aldo Nice. It's your boy Raj Shmoo. Raj, it's your boy Los, a.k.a. C.A.P. Rumble, rumble, rumble. I, I, uh, we gave you some runway to just go ahead on and run with it this week. Say a lot. Say what was on your mind. Very, very, very interesting take on it. Raj, what are your initial thoughts on what Rumble had to say? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, so my take on the whole thing was basically, I, it's, it's a very simple concept, but I think money changes people a bit, a lot, like a whole lot. And I think Michael Jordan came into the league like as you sort of like wet behind the ears, just a regular dude. And and a, another person that I wanted to kind of compare it to, who I think kind of flew off of the, flew off of the, um, I guess off his rocker was is Cam Newton. I don't know if we're gonna talk about him a little later on, but I just think that when you come into the league, like you really like beloved, and then you get so much attention that your life just has to change, and it just causes you to just start acting different. And so I I. I I see it's it's nice. It's really nice to be able to see. It's really nice to be able to see like Michael Jordan's journey as a man, like and as a as an entertainer outside of basketball, because that's that's all things that like I really wasn't super hip to. True. I think I think money. You're right. Money does change people. And, you know, 
like uh, Rumble said, you know, a lot of those guys aren't well read, you know. But I mean, the thing that money does is it does put you in a different light, it puts you around a different company. You know, you're starting to see different things and experience, you know, different experiences. Uh, I don't think that everybody, you know, if that's not you, I don't think that's something you should be kind of forced in or standing should be held high to. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, I do think you have some type of responsibility as a young black man to do something. Like, I ain't saying you got to go out here and be LeBron James. You know what I'm saying? But you do have to do something for your community. Uh, it's 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 a two different conversations, I guess, you guys are having. Like, um, Roger's talking a little bit about kind of like how money changing, how you might not necessarily need to do something. And, and I guess like Rumble, and I mean, I'm not talking about how YouTube specifically, I'm talking about Rumble. I think the point he was really pushing towards was like kind of lending your voice if you don't, if you're not well read, like if you're not up on things yeah. to lend your voice. So you yeah. saying that, Raj, I'm saying like, even if money changed you and you're kind of in a different position, you don't think it would be like Cam Newton would benefit from just saying, hey, um, so-and-so, um, J. Cole, you got my voice, like, or whatever. I don't know how that works, but... Well, your support, like you said, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to support this person. Yeah. Like, whatever they say, I'm, I'm reposting. Such and such. Yeah, yeah, basically. I'm, I'm, I, you know, whatever that guy now, I support him. But the thing, too, maybe Jordan was like, man, look, I ain't trying to ruffle nobody, fella, just keep buying these shoes. That's what I think he was on. He was just like, look, I ain't saying nothing. Yeah, he might be this and that. And it might be a good look for black folk, but I'm just just keep buying these shoes. I, I'm focused on basketball. I, ain't I mean, old. I think on I think on that tip, I think Michael Jordan was, I I, I think Black America was like just looking to Michael Jordan as someone that has that voice, like someone that has that much clout to be able to affect change. And and he and I mean he wasn't there for Black America, but in the same in the same in the same eyes like i mean i'm looking at michael jordan and i'm like well is it michael jordan's obligation to have to speak up for black america if he wants to, if he doesn't want to i mean i don't think that if he that's his choice yeah i mean i think it's your choice but when you when you especially when you're a black man you're a polarizing figure like michael jordan was and you know all over you you i think you know, i don't think mike, michael jordan was a polarizing figure but go ahead well, I mean, I don't know. Do you think well, Michael Jordan was a polarizer? You thought he was polarizing? Michael Jordan? When you when you Michael, he was Michael Jordan, nigga. You mean polarizing in I regards think Michael to Jordan basketball? That, that campaign? Yeah, like, yes. you think polarizing in, like, niggas like Michael Jordan could hoop or niggas whatever? That, I, when I think polarizing, I think of someone like Colin Kaepernick, someone who people feel strongly about one way or the other. I don't think it was a whole bunch of people like, man, Michael Jordan, boy, he, um, he not, like, I, I don't no, know. That- I don't know. Back then, if Michael Jordan said he was behind somebody, niggas was going to go vote. Oh, you know, whatever. Support that. So you think that makes him polarizing? At the time, yes. Okay. He had big ass, super, super crazy influence on whatever. Okay, so you said he was influential. I I agree with that. I just don't think he was necessarily Uh, like a a polarizing fit. Like, I I guess, I guess that's the the, the word. I mean, maybe I'm hung up on the lingo there and I don't, I, I think I wasn't understanding what you were trying to get with that. So you don't you don't think so you don't think uh, Michael Jordan could make people move back? Yeah, then? but that's that's the, the word I guess is influential. So you were saying polarizing. I think that just threw me the hell off. Um, what oh, what what I think okay. is that Michael Jordan. It's an interesting thing. It's like Rumble kind of said like the guys these days, like um, whomever that may be, L- Lamelo Ball, perfect example, right? Mm-hmm. Lamelo Ball coming into the league next year. Nobody's really is going to want to hear about what LaMelo Ball's thoughts are on 
social issues, right? Because them boys these days don't know nothing. Them boys not well-versed, they whatever. Yeah. But I think we would be remiss if we considered that Michael Jordan knew a whole bunch just because he was Michael Jordan or just because it was back in the day. Michael Jordan might have been just as oh, yeah, much of a not knowing shit yes. as Lamelo Ball. I believe that. <laughs> I, I, no, I definitely that believe that. I, I believe. It, I, I believe that. I definitely believe that. But I'm saying, uh, you still have. You know, when you when you're that big, I think you have some responsibility to your community. Well, I think yeah. I think it's um, as a people. I think if we kind of back it up, and I mean, I don't want to go back and back and back, but if you keep backing it up to like you know the the, the 50s and the 60s, like um, Joe mm-hmm. Lewis knew his obligation to black people. Jackie Robinson knew his obligation to black yeah. people. Jim Brown, um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, like, like them boys knew what their responsibility was towards the culture. Yes. And maybe it was because of the times, but you know, they knew what it was with civil rights and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I think once the, the 80s, 70s, 80s, they put us on that dope and boys started doing stuff around the 80s. Boys wasn't worried about none of that no more. Like Magic Johnson wasn't like just out here on the front lines behind nothing either. That's true. Like That's true. it wasn't That's a, it wasn't point. a whole bunch of people. Isaiah Thomas, you don't hear Isaiah Thomas, whatever. Like the people who was standing up was getting blackballed out the league, like Chris Jackson or yeah. whatever the case may be. I think LeBron is an exception to the rule. I think LeBron and, and him and that and I don't know who if LeBron's the one. Rod, you might even have a, an opinion on this too. Like LeBron might not be the one. It might not be like LeBron. He just might be the biggest name. The The loudest voice might be Chris Paul. The loudest voice might be Maverick Carter. The loud, you, you, you never know who's the... It might be LeBron mama. Or, you know what I'm saying? Or it might be D-Wade uh, mama. You, you never know. You know, like somebody might be the, the person who's saying, hey, y'all boys need to do better. And then all of them just kind of took up the mantle because one of them said it. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't know. What's your thoughts on it? But the thing is, so like, yeah, my opinion on that is like, it kind of doesn't matter mm-hmm. who it, like, it's it's like when we talk about who started something, it don't matter who started mm-hmm. it. It matters who, 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 who brought it to light. So like mm-hmm. if LeBron's mom or if Maverick Carter said, ah, this is the move that we're going to make and, and, and really like kind of set forth an idea. And then LeBron carried that idea. LeBron's going to get the credit for it. And so I think maybe I don't know the definition of polarizing and maybe Lowe's use it, but I was thinking polarizing as well in the sense that like polarizing can be relative. So this was a Senate race in North Carolina. This wasn't like yeah. the, the president of the world. Yeah, yeah. And LeBron and, 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 and um, Michael Jordan was a, a, a figurehead in North Carolina who, if he would have taken the responsibility or, or be, I call it nobility, if he would have been noble to his black community and, and did that commercial that they wanted him to do. And it wouldn't have been like, just kind of like this backwards press of, mm-hmm. Hey, Le- Jordan doesn't want to do this. If he would have, if it would have been all positivity and like, Hey, I'm Jordan. I back this guy. I think he yeah. could have affected that, um, that, that, that race. Okay, so that's, that's all I'm so saying. The, so the I word polarizing means to divide or cause to divide into two sharply contrasting groups or sets of opinions or beliefs. The reason I said that Michael Jordan is not polarizing is because he never did anything to divide or sharply contrast groups of people. He was influential. Yes, he did. He could have well, been I guess, polarizing. I guess the potential. Yeah, he had the potential the to potential. be very polarizing. But okay. he never, he right. never that did was, anything okay. that, that was polarizing. Like, I, it, polarizing it. is right, not then. an adjective. Okay. It's a verb. It's something you do. It's an action. And that's kind of what, that, 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 that's all I was saying right there. But Michael Jordan had every, every, every 
um, every um, kind of ability to be the most polarizing person of all time. Like, like he could have yeah. been what LeBron is times two if he would have been yeah t- taking a stand on things. But you know, he chose to get yeah. that to to do it in such a way that I just thought, yeah, it's ju- fan. Um, but I think it's a I think it's a it's a it's a generational thing too. I think, but then also you can't really say that because LeBron them um came ahead and did it. So it's 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 all over the place. It's a it's an interesting kind of thought exercise. But I like Rumble's idea. I, I think, think it's a great idea for those guys like a Zion Williamson to just say, you know what? I'm gonna get with somebody who I I trust. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna rock with, with what they're I'm gonna let them tell me about stuff and then whatever. But that's dangerous because you you should it, yeah. you should have your own opinions on stuff. So it's it's a slippery slope. I, I think guys like LeBron and Chris Paul, I think they bounce stuff off their team and mm-hmm. each other. You know, luckily LeBron has a phenomenal team and you know, he's able to bounce stuff off people who are, you know, very well read and a lot of those things and, you know, can kind of guide him and help him, you know, make, you know, sound decisions and, you know, kind of say the right thing. But I don't think, I think LeBron has, you know, he, I think he, he gets enough information from enough people hmm. and reads enough to be able to talk about stuff. Well, I don't think he has enough time to sit down and just dive deep in a lot of <laughs> issues, but he has enough information, you know, at hand to be able to form a, a, a opinion about it and stand on it. You know, I, you know, it come, it come, those, those things matter too. You know, the, the people around you, you know, who, who's kind of in your ear, you know, you got just, you know, just some unwell-read people, you know, uh, uneducated people in your ear, just, oh man, hey, that ain't, you know, that type of thing, you know, then, you know, you, you mess around and be listening to them and it, you can go left, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I think, you know, that, that does matter who, what your, what your team look mm-hmm. like, you know? Absolutely. Um, I, I mean, I think that the new guys are just going to have to figure it out. Like, I mean, we, we're in a place in society and I'm sure we're going to talk about some things throughout this podcast that, like that, we're in a we're in a unique place. We're in that second civil rights movement yeah. of um of of America, and um you know so we 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 have to have our voice. But you know something else on that last dance that that I just was so curious about was who the hell is Slim Bulaf? That's what I need to know. Hey, shout out Slim Slim Bulaf. <laughs> yeah, he was he was in and out. He was in and out of that documentary like a snap. <laughs> but. But he was so he was so intriguing. Like, I don't he, he's so out of place to me. I don't I'm, I'm yeah. gonna just say it like he was out of place. Jerry Curl, <laughs> like, and that wasn't even the the play no more. Like you know what I'm saying? Like this was, he, and it's and then, you know what I love? You know what's one thing I love? I love when like when like uh white when like white America embraces a black nickname like Slim, you know, and like they don't call him by his real name like Ronald. I'm sure his name's Ronald. Or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I just love that, like Greedy Williams or, uh, or Debo Samuel. You know, like I love that. DC Lamb. Oh shit, I love it. You know, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm with it. Ronald, Ronald, um, Ronald Buller, cut. Both of y'all play um golf, man. What is a and me and Los talked about this, so you can give Los, Los give the people what your opinion of what a golf hustler does a golf shark oh well you know a golf shark he come around and he you know he finds somebody with with the money you don't find a sucker you find somebody with some money and you know it's it, 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 it's really easy because i've seen it done before it's like say uh you know when you go to a golf course a bunch of t- sometimes you have a tea time and say we got two people in our group and one is somebody playing by themselves in front of us you know sometimes you play golf like, hey uh you know 
Why don't we just combine and make it three? Instead of, or they might be behind you, you know, combine and make it three people. So he might be one of those guys, combine and make it three. Hey, you know, we're going to put a little money down. We, you know, what we doing? You know, and he uh, he come out, they might be playing uh, for skins, uh, you know, uh, playing chickens, uh, you know, just betting, betting, betting each hole. You know, so when you, you got, huh? Might be playing for books. <laughs> yeah, well. butter real, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's on Netflix. I watched it last night. <laughs> oh, it's on Netflix so, too. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it can't erase what we work. But um, <laughs> you know, so you might be betting. You know, uh, best hole win the pot or whatever. So you might be paying. You know, if you got money, uh, I've seen people pay play. You know, twenty a hole. Whatever, but I'm sure they plan for way, way more than if you're that man. Twenty, by twenty, twenty racks. Oh. Yeah, twenty racks. Yeah, I mean, you, know you got. You, you also got eighteen. But you also got to imagine that these golf courses that they playing at, like these country clubs. Let me actually say that just to make it sound better than golf courses. These yeah. country clubs that they playing at aren't, you know, what we used to like. You know, the, the Shreveport, oh, no. Liberia Country Club. Like this is oh. Augusta National. You know Pebble yeah, Beach. I'm sure that then how Slim Bula get to be Ronald Slim Bula just get to be in there hustling niggas because he know because he's been hustling people for a long time. He can afford a membership. So you think he met Michael Jordan on a golf course and then like then that was just his dog? Oh, he met him somewhere. No, else. so let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. So so if I was a if I was a my, let's say if I'm Michael Jordan, right, and I go to a golf course and Slim Bula just so happened. Let me if 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 you will, I'm a sound super derogatory right now but let's just say he saved up his ducks to come play one day at augusta augusta national and it just so happened to be the day that i'm there and i know michael jordan was probably golfing with a whole bunch of white people which is whatever you know that's cool mm-hmm. but they got this one black dude with a jerry curl that's cold that's cold-blooded out there then yeah i might i might invite him to come play golf like that you don't meet too many black dudes out there playing golf so if i'm a avid golfer and I see a black person on the on the same golf course as me. I'm probably gonna be interested in playing golf with that guy, especially yeah. if, if we both in the minority. And you know what? It don't even have to be. Yeah, the, the the both in the minority part is very important, but you don't even have to be. You put it in context. Like if I go to the gym and we hooping on one side of the court, and we look over there and somebody mm-hmm. dunking and and shooting threes yeah. and hitting everything, and he just kind of yeah. just kind of shooting around, you're gonna be like, "Hey, bro, come mm-hmm. play with us." Yeah, come on, man. Are <laughs> you? Are they might have met him in the? You know, he might have met him in the uh, in the pro shop after after mm-hmm. they played around and they're talking. You know, because you know after you get through playing, you go to the pro shop, have you a drink or whatever. Bill, Slim Buddha must be a cool nigga. Might eat something. Yeah, he might eat in there chilling, talking to Jordan. You know what I'm saying? Just hustling. <laughs> you know. Hey, you was just talking about Madden. The one person who hustled me in Madden that I could never forget was a dude in New Orleans in a barbershop named Slim. Right, Slim must be the the hustler name. <laughs> That's the hustler name. Okay. Yeah. And I also I also think the way that it went, I think it was much like Pool Shark. I think I he think, let Mike uh, win. You know, like you saw you saw a dude, a black dude, with Jerry Curl, and he talking about money. And like I'm sure these dudes, some high rollers, got money to lose that he was playing against, and they probably took him light. And he just always won, or won a lot of the time to where he got considered. A golf shark, like a golf. Hustler. What Los, what Los said was something you don't take into account is that Slim Buller probably played the same course all the time too. He probably know all, all the, the ins and outs oh, of that man. one course. Yeah. That, like, but yeah. you, but you do know, you do know that they. Uh, I mean, yeah, the course does. They move the hole. Really change, but they move the hole. That's how they move. But I mean, if he know well, everything you know else, greens, it don't matter. Yeah, like, that man know. He know what the a hey, man is sloping down left to right. 
Yeah. Yep. Oh, I listen. I mean, when I when I used to play as a kid all summer, I used to know where the, wherever the hole was, know where to hit the ball and where it would go on the green from there. And that was as a kid, so I can imagine as a, uh, an adult who plays that go- that golf course all the time. Man, Slim. Man, Slim Bowden, he knew exactly what he was doing. <laughs> Slim. And then, then you find somebody who hate losing and you beating them. Come on now. Yeah, Rod Slim, I hear you. The only, only other thing I was going to say about the last dance is just this, that do y'all not get the feel that if you on your 30 for 30 slash documentary game, that this shit is just a mix of Rodman for better or worse, the bad boys, the Dream Team documentary that came on MTV, uh, NBA TV, and coming up, yeah. they probably going to have this magic moment, Jordan rides the bus. I mean, I feel like I've seen yeah. most of these stories already yeah. about the Bulls so, just told so in different on, ways. On the most recent on the most recent one, or actually episode five, where they talked about the Dream Team, mm-hmm. that, that footage was not never-before-seen footage. Mm, that yeah. footage was actually on that documentary that's saying <laughs> it, yeah. it was like that they yeah. just spliced it exactly in. yeah they they, they pulled it a bunch of stuff out the freezer and, and made a stew that's yeah i want to i, I want to see i wanted to see never before yeah. seen footage so that part was a little disappointing um it was cool to see again right because you know like you get that story and whatever you get to see jordan walking see... into the to the to the stadium with the little with the jacket and the shorts early in the morning mm-hmm. like we didn't seen that before i'm like yeah okay that's not I've seen that before mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I like how you said not never before seen footage not never before seen it's not never before seen footage what jordan rides the bus i didn't, I didn't know that he put this week I didn't know he put the flag over his the thing mm-hmm. to have the rebound. I didn't know. I never heard that story before. I knew that a long mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, cutting his card, his basketball card, he was bent over, so you couldn't, you know. There you go. Oh, I thought he was dropping like it was hot. <laughs> or bouncing for the crawfish. <laughs> yeah, Jordan would have definitely been one of them people who was turning his headband inside out if he didn't say night. Oh, yeah, he would have been doing all that foolishness. I'm not wearing that. Yeah, they really uh, hurt because the name of the company was Bach at the time. <laughs> And then they went out of business, so they changed it to Reebok. It was the new one. <laughs> the second time. It was the new one. Yeah. It was the new one. It was the new Bach. <laughs> Niggas like Michael Jordan burned my boot at. But look, let me tell you another thing that burned my boot at this week. Uh, the first thing that burned my boot at this week is people who wear masks inside the car. Oh, Your own car. <laughs> you knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew it was coming, yeah, because it burns my boot as well. It's, it's, yeah. it's an obvious uh, boudin burning. Mm-hmm. Like what? Well, may- maybe they think they they the corona on their clothes <laughs> from wherever they went. That they corona on their clothes and they don't want to get it. So maybe they wear them in the house too. Maybe it's coming in through the vents. Yeah, it's through the AC. So I I do I'm I'm not gonna lie. I do have a I do have a um a theory on why this is a the only reason why I would wear my mask in my car is to get used of it because mm. I don't like wearing that mask. Mm. In fact, for the first time, I so I haven't been wearing a mask around, and starting today, uh, there's mean. like a statewide mandate okay. to wear masks. <laughs> so yesterday, went to the liquor store, and it was like no mask, no service, no shoes, no shirt, no mask, no service. Huh. Right. And You've been a pandemic mask. for two months, and you ain't been wearing no mask. No. <laughs> <laughs> You should see how I'm you looking at you problem, right now and shaking my head, brother. <laughs> Me too, dog. You're part of the problem, man. You got to be. You got to be safe, Raj. We, do, we just so want you, you to be safe. you just been out. 
No, the mask no is mask, to keep bro. other people safe. It's both. <laughs> it's both. It is Not both. It is. Yes, Roger. Nice. You walk if somebody uh, N95, sneezes, you walk in yes, and they got Corona. You got it. I don't have an N95. I got a just a regular day. Oh, you got a paper you day. got a jump man. Mm, paper day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That so if you got just man. a, with, a any old daddy, then yeah, with the team Jordan mask. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta. I mean, at least I got a mask. They got some people that's out here with bandanas and, and shirts. You know, that's the same mask you got. <laughs> <laughs> I got the, the ones that wear at the, the hospital. Equivalent. The regular ones. That's the equivalent, my brother. It's, 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 it's equal. <laughs> I know people who blow that weed, and when they blow it, and you know exactly what I'm talking about, Raj. They let that weed go, and then they stick their hand over their face to like catch the smoke and let it come back in their nose. Mm-hmm. Like I, We know people who do that. I wonder if they be using their mask as a little weed uh, accessory now. Nah, he used, I saw uh, Stem Thug smoking through his mask. Well, if he's smoking that's through his mask, mask, then that's not a good mask. Sorry. That, I, that's what I was thinking. Like, dog, you can't think that's, that's okay. That mask is trash. <laughs> you can actually smoke through your mask. You should not be able to smoke. You, you, should, you should be able to go up to a candle with your mask on and can't blow it out. If you can and, blow it out, it, then exactly. it's, it's a booty. Okay? Throw, that, throw that mask in the trash. It's just, it's just an accessory. Man, look, let me tell you another thing uh, that burns my booty out this week. Uh, I thought about the fact that this past week uh, was, matter of fact, yesterday when we were recording it was May the 5th. And I'm like, damn, we missed May the 5th and we missed March the 17th. Damn it. It burns my boot out that we didn't miss two drinking holidays with this Rona, man. What's going on, man? Yeah, you, you know, we would have single to Mayo the hell out this thing now. Uh, uh, we if we would have outside would have been open like it's supposed to well safely open they've been open but it ain't safe. I w- we <laughs> miss green beers and coronas. Yeah, yeah. And, and for the sake of shots. it, for the sake of it, we miss Mardi Gras too. I didn't really, I didn't fool with Mardi Gras this year, but well, it was missable. New Orleans didn't miss Mardi Gras. They sure did. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they. That's why they. That's why they a hot spot. Yeah, some people checked out. So I mean, some people we know checked out because they went to Mardi Gras. So like, yeah, that's not a. <laughs> That was when I would have party though. They with a bang, Louisiana style, huh? That's, that's how they mm. do it. But I'm I'm sick. To, and now I know. Now we're gonna miss another travel day because we probably gonna miss um Memorial Day weekend. So, but oh, yeah. once again, okay. that feel like another spike waiting to happen in in Miami and Vegas, and people gonna be like, Oh yeah, they can have it. I mean, think about it. What we talking about? About what three weeks? In about three weeks, yeah. they are gonna try to get I'm out cool. again. They are gonna get out again. Yeah. They, I think they, they to my open up gyms out here May eighteenth. Barbershops open. Fr- barbershops and beauty shops, nail shops opening Friday. Yeah, I'm gonna let y'all get that shop, first wave. I, I was yeah, salons go ahead, opened thing. up already. Mm. Salons and barbershops and, and nail salons and stuff like that. All that stuff opened back up. Not all of them, oh, but some of them did. Nah, I'm cool. I'm gonna let them go and get that first love. That love. That love. First Corona out of there. Good at y'all system. I go. Before Memorial Day, right after, before or after Memorial Day. That's that's big facts, man. Look, let me tell you another thing that burned my boot out this week. Uh, I had this thought. I was trying to get uh, this video from a flash drive and transfer it, and I couldn't find another flash drive to transfer it. And then I was like, I started thinking. I was like, damn, my Mac. Well, one of my one of my MacBooks don't have a USB drive. It don't have a, a USB drive. So I'm like, damn. Yeah, I guess I got to use the adapter because, I mean, I bought one, obviously, to put 
the flash drive into the computer. And I'm like, so they're making computers without flash drive, USB ports now. I'm like, so that means they don't really want you to or think you should need a flash drive. So I started thinking about storage. And I'm like, damn, I guess they did this at a point when they stopped putting CD burners and CDs inside of computers. So what burns my booty is that a flash drive is obsolete now. Like that, and I didn't even know it. I didn't even think about it. It's all the, the, the transition has been made to the cloud, and I guess I, I was, I was sleep somewhere. Raj, is all of your storage cloud storage now? Oh man, you know, <laughs> um, I don't really, uh, I don't really save a whole lot of things, man. Um, <laughs> you know, with no mess, you don't save. Yeah, shit. I don't save a whole lot of stuff. I guess so. My my, uh, I I have a MacBook as well as my personal computer, but my my. Uh, work computer is um is a pc and it has it has that but i haven't used a flash drive in years so hard hard drive would be my yeah the the cloud yeah let's say it yes i guess the cloud is more so my means of saving things now i think that's just apple uh punk ass trying to get people to buy something extra Apple's not the only company to take to take uh, USBs off of their off of their uh, they just, things. The other I mean, the same if, thing. if this if this podcast, like Al said, he kind of alluded alluded to it. If this podcast was we were talking about this seven years ago, or maybe not, maybe not that long ago. When I say five years ago, we, it would burn his booty that CD-ROMs have gone away. Mm-hmm. Like it literally, yeah. it's no coincidence. Would, that would be the yeah. same thing. It's no coincidence that that happened. And I don't know. It just kind of made me think when you said that, Roger. I, I, I face palmed a little bit. Because I'm sitting here thinking about, damn, okay, I guess maybe I'm the only one who deals with a shit ton of data all the time, whether it be at my job or whether it be with the podcast. Like, I don't think you guys know, like, each podcast is probably in the gigabytes in terms of size for each podcast. And I have to save everyone. Not that I have to, but I do. Um, And we have a, a saved archive of every podcast that we've done. So I have to look for adequate storage for that. So in the past, and right now I'm looking at, I buy like a terabyte um, like drive, an external hard drive that might be a, you know, I don't know, what, 40 bucks. And then it's got like a terabyte on it. So I could put like a thousand gigs worth of um, information on it. So I can store pretty much everything I need. But then I thought about it like just kind of like my Google Drive things. I always get messages that say, you're running out of room because of shit like the videos I produce, the pictures I make, all of these things with the podcast, like it takes up so much space that I got to delete a whole bunch of things. But this week I went to Google and said, oh, I'm going to start paying monthly for cloud storage because shit, why, why haven't I been doing that? And it's like $19.99 for the year. So like about $1.50 a month to get 100 gigs. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's what they want you to do. Wait, I pay... <laughs> I pay Apple two ninety nine a month okay. for two hundred gigs. There you go, and that's for your phone and stuff my too. Phone. My, for my there. phone, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, I never I lose some my, for my phone. iPhone storage. I didn't even think about that. I'm probably gonna need to do it with my phone as well because, like, I mean, it's not like I'm anywhere close to using up all of my phone storage. But if I can add an extra two hundred gigs, then I never have to worry about anything, right? But the thing is, is the most, the most, the longer that you have iCloud storage space, the bigger your file is gonna mm. get. You know, so eventually, in theory, you should need, you're going to need to pay as a, so right now it's 99 cents. You pay 99 cents a month for 50 gigs, or you can pay $2 and 99 cents for 200 gigs. And it's shareable with the family. So if you do the 200 gigs, you can share it with, with your people. Um, 
That's what I do. So I never believed in the cloud because I always felt like the information on my phone is going to be in that cloud. And I just didn't need that those type of problems in my life. That's, I mean, that's a valid that's a valid feeling. I, I, I have the same concerns, but it's the way of the world. And I'm just kind of ruining along. It's funny because it's like your, com- <laughs> your computer... Whatever information is on your computer, I feel like, here, take my password. You can get it. But I feel like my phone is all of my personal thoughts. Like, even if it's not specifically bad things, it could be like, man, I hate Raj. (laughs) I'm texting somebody, (laughs) right? And then it's on your phone. It's on my phone. That's not going to be on my computer. If anything, that would be on your phone. It's not going to be on my laptop. The the incriminating things about my life are not going to be on my laptop. They're going to be on my phone. So I never believe in cloud storage, but that's where we are, I guess. Right? True. I mean, I feel like you got to embrace it. You know, (laughs) eventually, what's funny is eventually you're going to be like, you're going to still be looking for that cassette player. You're, <laughs> you're right. Walkman. Yeah, you know, like you're you right. Just got, you got to embrace it because I'm pretty sure that everybody's had concerns for every new technology that's come out. You are not wrong when you're right. You, you hit the nail on the head. I right. guess it just burned my boot in. I mean, the last thing that burns the boudin this week, we got a, um, you know, a write-in candidate from one of our listeners, old Palm Beach Cajun says, what burns his boudin is whack TikTok videos. And he hopes when that Rona disappears, TikTok goes away with it. So I hope TikTok whack TikTok, TikTok videos go away with it. But TikTok is TikTok is one of those things. So someone was telling me the other day um, that I don't make TikTok videos, but I can get lost <laughs> in TikTok videos. Just like I can get lost. And so I'm adding on to it. Just like you can get lost in Facebook. Just like you can get lost in Instagram loops. You can get lost in TikTok loops because there's enough good videos out there to keep you entertained. But when you see your friends, prefer preferably maybe your forty plus mm-hmm. friends trying to get in on the um, yeah on the on the loop, then it's typically not cool. It's just not as they just not most of the time that demographic is not like techno technologically savvy. That's what to the point is. A good TikTok That's what the video. point is. It's yeah. tech savvy. It's not about who's doing it. Yeah. What you think, Los? I agree. It's, it's about how cool you can make that video mm-hmm. look. Like, them kids know what to do, where to put the phone, how to make it splice and jump and do all the extra shit that I don't have the patience to sit there and do, number one. All the time it's cool is if you get in the gap. You gotta yeah, get the gap well, on there. That's because we did that when I was thinking about the same thing, too. But, and then that's the, that's the easiest TikTok video to make. Yeah. You know, because it's, yeah. it's just three seconds, three seconds, three seconds, three seconds. But, like, they got so much cool stuff where you can put a hundred U's uh, with yeah. the little hands jumping all over the place or, you know, and all kinds of filters. And, and uh, I, I actually did one uh, where I jumped through the window so, and that shit took direction. Like I had to tell somebody, all right, look, I'm a run and I'm a just jump and I want you to stop it right there. And then I'm mm-hmm. going to go on the other side of the window and I'm a, I'm a like stand as close to the window as possible and jump. And then both of those things are spliced together. It's look like I'm going to jump through the window. Yeah, I don't think just that simple direction. The people that suck at TikTok, they don't have that. Yeah, you gotta be creative too. So it's a, it's a lot of different things to to put that go into play with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, whack TikTok videos is time out for them. Um, but live ones, you could keep on with your keep on. I'm with it, man. Look, we, yeah, I'm with it. We got a couple of good stories this week, so I want to get to them and make sure we give some time for everything, man. The first thing. I want to talk about is CJ underscore is king. 
um, on Instagram. So on January 16th of this year, he posted a post at the Southern University Law Center um, in his capping gown. And the post had this caption. I want you guys to pay attention. People out there might have seen it, might not have, but I think it's been a very interesting talking point. He said, now that I'm JD'd, um, bar number loading, I've entered into a new arena of black men. And in this arena, I'm the prize now. Don't just take my word for it. And before you kill me in the comments, let me drop some stats for your ass right quick so you can see my point. Black women outnumber black men by 2 million. Black women don't want to deal with a black man who's gay or down low, has a baby mama issues, or has felony conviction, jail um, record, or any of that, which collectively is a large percentage of our race. Unfortunately, as statistically, 37% of black men are in jail, while a third of them have some form of criminal record. Black women typically don't want to date down and prefer to have a black man that's on the same playing field as hers or higher. Well, statistically, only 7% of black men are professionals. With this massive criteria that black women don't want in when dating a black man, they have essentially drastically limited the dating pool of viable black men that majority of black women are currently after, which means everyone doesn't get picked. And statistically, 70% of black women go unmarried. You see where I'm going here? Additionally, black women want their mate to be attractive, have some form of edge, style, to be exciting and not to be a lame. I know all of that is subjective, but everyone doesn't have these so-called X factors which lowers the number of viable black men even lower. So with me now gaining access into this very small percentage of black men that are young, for the record, I'm under 30 with two degrees, single and attractive, or heterosexual, have no criminal record, no baby mama drama, and have some form of a high-paying career potential that majority of black women are competing against each other for. You tell me who's the real prize. Then he goes on and says, follow and subscribe to his podcast. So I think he lame for that post. I don't see no reason to have to post all that, bro. Got to relax. I mean, so so you know what you know what's funny about about exactly what you just said, Los, is that my initial reaction to most sometimes you even see a warning where it's like warning, long post to come or something like that. Or I'm about to you're about <laughs> to long winded post about to happen. Yeah. Like I usually. I usually my my initial reaction is to say, "Oh shit, I'm not reading this. This is lame. Like it's gonna be lame no matter what." Yeah. Um, but sometimes I read them, and sometimes I'm like, "All right, I, I see what you're saying." And sometimes you got some shit to get off yeah. your chest. And if old boy had some shit to get off his chest, then so be it. And if it just I, so happened to be long and lengthy, of, yeah. I like I just feel like maybe he was in his feelings. Maybe he just was like, "Okay, this is how I'm feeling right now," and I. I kind of want to say this. I've been wanting to say this for a long time. I, I want to say wrong. that I'm, I'm I'm a hot commodity now because I got two degrees and I just graduated. I mean, that is something to be a, proud of. But I mean, you know, why why would you say that? Just be that person. I don't think you have to post all that stupid shit. I I mean, I I personally agree with you, but everybody ain't me. Yeah. Some people are more um, boastful than I am. It's, it's just it's just extra. I it's just like, I think that that's, that goes along with the same thing as saying. Uh, I'm about to deactivate my account. To me, that's, that's the same thing. I'm deactivating. I'm 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 de- I'm getting off Instagram. So look, that man got he just got his law degree. So it seems all right, he got another degree somewhere along the lines, and he Ooh. about to get on them hoes immediately. Them hoes Ooh. about to about to like be vying for him. 
cool with all that. You just hate just a happy dude. Um, I I think the whole who's the real prize here thing is kind of went viral, and if and the post went viral, and the women were um were um I don't know, I guess what you would what you would expect the response to be a bunch of black women like boy go ahead you look gay blah 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 you mm-hmm. look like a punk you look like Odell Beckham mm-hmm. you look like Tyrone Hankerson Jr. like they was they was they was they was at his neck. <laughs> The thing about statistics to me is when people bring out the stats mm-hmm. and the facts, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to, to doubt them. So when I listened and read the, the post, I was like, yeah, I guess some of those facts are probably factual. And I guess the general sentiment that he's making is probably true. Some of those things are subjective. Some of them are objective. Um, when he when he talks about that small fraternity, I don't know if any one of us three fit into that small fraternity, right? Because, you know, he's talking about maybe he's saying, oh, you got to be making a job. You got to be working a job that make 200,000. Like they, they might have some yeah. other like some other qualifiers there. Um, but I've always thought of myself as like, yeah, black. Yeah. Women I'm, as a black man. Yeah. I'm pretty much what, what women looking hey. for. Like it's, hey. it's not a lot of us. Hey, when is, hey, when you gonna always win? <laughs> like I'm, yeah. I mean, you you can you can do better than me, but you most times you're gonna do worse. So you still, yeah, you still gonna get a win. Like, yeah, you can you can figure it out. Like it's a win over here. So I get Stop his point. Playing. His point is valid. It's just why do you necessarily need to post that? And I, but you know, I feel like he, I feel like somebody hurt him. Who, who hurt you? Who? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He took some L's and he was like, "Fuck this shit." Yeah, I'm finna tell him. Who I am and why you should, and I'm gonna go look up that. That's 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 what I think. Just you made yourself look a whole lot more lame. Now you gonna you gonna catch a couple. Oh, you gonna like, catch him oh, some somebody gonna, in his I'm inbox. Gonna, uh, no, I, I'm gonna break this lane. Watch this. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's what he about to happen. I'm gonna show, I'm gonna break this lane, girl. Watch this. It, it goes back to I think I think the general I think the general sentiment is that it is some whole clown stuff to post. To post. Like, I, mean, it is. I think we we are post we are post doctors right like we we have a degree <laughs> I have two degrees in postology. <laughs> I just got my PD loaded. <laughs> you post doctorate right like yeah. I, I we know what a good post is what you're not supposed to post what you are supposed to post we tell you the rules all the time about. You know, a happy birthday to me post. We we know the rules for posting. We say them on the podcast all the time. Yeah. That is one you don't necessarily have to touch. Unless somebody comes for you and then you comment on That's them. The only like if, if this was in a Facebook message, right? Like it was a comment because somebody came at him directly and then that boy came I, back I'm playing fine. with the facts. I'm cool with it. Okay. I'm cool with it. I got you. I got you, CJ is king. But this, yeah. <laughs> The long post with the things, you can miss me, brother. Yeah. I'm not thinking just go out there and do it. Just go out there and do and be everything you put in the post. <laughs> Real simple. And and the most was like, um, it says um bar loading, um, but did you pass the bar yet, nigga? <laughs> ah, they was in his yeah. hey, he better yeah. pass that ball soon. <laughs> oh, oh no. And, and, and but see now you gotta post that. Oh yeah. Now you gotta post that. That's your man's dog. Hey, CJ is the king, man. He is black excellence. And another place that is always about the black excellence is the Black Coffee Company. So five young Xavier alumni have come together to create the Black Coffee Company, man. Y'all visit theblackcoffeecompany.com to check out their art, apparel, and uh, definitely their coffee. With five unique blends of Colombian, Brazilian, Ethiopian, and Peruvian coffees, these brothers are giving you some of the best job from around the globe and some food for thought as well. Uh, 
These fellas aren't only distributing quality coffee. They preach the major tenets of entrepreneurship, financial freedom, and community empowerment. Uh, the whole movement is dope, but don't take my word for it. Visit theblackcoffeecompany.com and see what all the fuss is about. The Black Coffee Company. Coffee for the culture. Ooh, if you got a PD from a PD, if you... <laughs> I couldn't finish. Hey, y'all, go get some Black Coffee Company, man. Okay. It's good. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Sure. Um, uh, I was reading this article on levelmedium.com, and it was an article by Dennis, David Dennis Jr., and it was called, Outgrowing Drake is the Generation Gap We Didn't Predict. Huh? Um, Man, what are y'all thoughts? And it's a great article. You should go check it out. Um, I'll talk a little bit about it, but it says that, you know, so basically the, the gist of it was so far gone was the shit. Um, how it opened up the door for mixtapes and artists to just kind of hop out there and just go from mixtape to like on the charts um, mm. and how Drake just does what everybody else does, but he does it better than everybody else. But he's still making music for 22 year olds. He's not making music for his age anymore. The only exception was like that March 14th song that he did against Pusha T because Pusha T pushed him that way. Um, and basically that this is a quote from it that dark Poor. about dark lane demo tapes. Um, even the recently released Dark Lane demo tapes, a collection of B-sides and previously released Lucy's, is a 28.12 rebound 10 assist game. Every song sounds like a hit. Shit, I'm humming to Time Flies as I type this. But it don't seem inspired and it doesn't seem like he's talking about anything. I mean, some of the homies, Blue, um, this podcast is brought to you by um, Blue Diamond. He said Drake don't, Shout out, he Blue. said Drake didn't hit Wayne status where he can rap, but the music don't move you anymore. And, um, Additionally, this podcast brought to you by Rumble. He said that Drake usually go 10 for 10. This wasn't 10 for 10. So we got a lot of interesting things, specifically the blue one kind of speaks a little bit more to kind of that idea that Drake could rap, but maybe he's not making music that movie anymore. What are y'all thoughts on the Darkland demo tapes and Drake's progression as a whole? I mean, Drake, Drake to me always kind of lived... Uh, Drake's popularity to me and Drake's allure always lived in like a pop realm to me like that that's kind of like where I can I can be cool and still kind of listen to some pop music because that's what to me Drake was putting out more so than like rap like you like you like you you said about that them songs anyway I think Drake is more of a pop artist like I think he's just entertaining to everyone but how I how I how I feel or how I've always felt is I feel like everybody's first album should be their only album. Mm. Like I feel like how how can you have any? You should pour your heart out into that first album, and then that's it. We should never hear from you again, and we should just live listen to that album for the rest of eternity. And I think Drake's done so much that like what else does he have to talk about? He has nothing else to talk about. So I don't think it's a product of like his own like oh I don't have any inspiration to do music anymore. I think he's just putting stuff out because. He can. Well, I let me let me let me fire you back on that a little bit. I think that you are absolutely correct about the first album should probably be everybody's best. But let's take into account these things. You grow musically, you grow lyrically, you become yes. better at creatively, sure. you pick better beats, you might be able to like all of that, you might be able to make better music. So I, I I'll fire back on that one. But the general sentiment of having your first album be the one that like to talk about, I've thought about that before. That let's say your first album drops when you're 23. Well, that's all of your experience from 23, zero to 23. It's 23 years worth yeah. of experience. The next thing you drop is like two years worth of experience. 
Well, if you got a lot of life story and you got, if you really think about it, you've got more stories than just the things you talked about on that first album. And even if you drop 10 albums or 15 albums, you might run out of stuff to talk about and your stories might not be original. But I think that at that point is when you need to talk to somebody. You need to probably have like literally a therapist where you talk about real issues that are going on with you and you kind of dive deeper and talk about real things that maybe you never even thought of. And I think that that makes for the, 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 the idea of the post. I mean, the, the article was that I was 20. The dude was saying I was 22 when I listened to So Far Gone and I just expected Drake to grow with me. And he's still making music for 22-year-olds. I expected Drake to be making music that was like, oh, we in our 30s now. Now he, now we talking about whatever people in their 30s talk about. Now we talking about 401ks and we talking about whatever, like at least a song or two and not everything being yeah. pop. I don't know. Raj, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no. I, I, and, and, and just let me, let me I, I, I want to tell you that that is the ultimate touche. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel you. I feel you on that, and in 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 all that jazz, but um, I don't. I just think that there's just so many albums that that can happen with. Like, how so many times I can dig deep, and then eventually I start to talk about how rich I am, <laughs> how, many, how many girls I got. True. Like that's. I feel like that's the end game. Like you stick, you stick just on that for a little while. You know, working on the weekend as usual. And my, I, 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 yeah, go ahead, my bad. When, I mean, I just, I I, I know. I mean, just how marketing works. You always got to market to the youth, and and if and if he wanted to stay relevant, like if like Drake at this point in his career in in his career, if he was still making music for us per se, it I feel like it would be um, swing out music, and then that's to me career suicide. <laughs> wow, you know. So I I don't see anything wrong with Drake making music for twenty two year olds because I know that companies and entities are always trying to market to the youth, and that that's smart. Financially, at least. Yeah, I I, I feel like people taking this uh, this little mixtape album thing way too serious. I think this is a bunch of songs he had that didn't make these albums, and he put them out and put it to the slide on there. Like Drake, Drake still he's sitting down and really about to make an album now. It's 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 gonna be right. I think he 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 talking to his life. You gotta realize Drake is rich, rich. So he live a whole different life than a normal thirty year old. You know what I mean? He, he ain't married. You know, I don't think he got an old lady and then like that. So he's still out there living, you know, like he's 22 with a whole bunch more money. You know what I'm saying? Making deals. So I don't think, I didn't take this this mixtape album, whatever it is, I didn't take it seriously. Like, oh, we growing, I'm outgrowing Drake. I mean, Drake's still going to rock, but when he sit down and make a real album, and fuck, I just, I, I, don't, I don't think this was something you'd sit down and, I guess if you, if you, if you were looking for something to say, or uh, to be like, oh, I'm outgrowing Drake, this would be the project to say that on. But I don't. When he said I to make an album, it's it's gonna be fire, bro. Like you got to relax. It's gonna be he he ain't gonna miss again. Now, maybe he missed with this one because it was just a whole bunch of like he said B side shit. Like he just threw some stuff out there. Yeah, I don't think this was nothing serious. He's just like hey, here goes some music. It's a pandemic. Here, take that. I mean that's smart too. And I think Drake actually outdid himself on a couple of those albums because I've heard some albums of just random artists throughout my life that had two good songs on it, two fires, two live singles and the rest was just filler music and i feel like mm-hmm. drake has put out albums that was like straight heat across you know from one to from one to 14 we yeah. probably could have held back one of those songs and put it out now and they'll still bump yeah i would i would encourage y'all to go read that article it's about an 11 minute read and i think that he's he's not necessarily only so. talking about 
that Dark Lane demos. He's talking about Drake as a whole and just kind of music that moves you. Um, and you can take away from that whatever you would like, whatever you are. And I think that um, Blue's comment is one of the the more poignant ones to me, in that he said that comparing it to Lil Wayne. And I like that has been my thought about Lil Wayne for ages. Somebody the other day said the Carter Five. Oh yeah, um, Wayne reinvented himself, and at least Wayne did X Y Z with the Carter Five. I was like, man, Wayne ain't did nothing to move me in a very, 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 very long time. He can rap. I agree. There, like, but Wayne's got so many untapped stories of, you know, substance abuse and almost dying and baby mamas and like Wayne could make an album. That we would be like, God damn, that's the shit. God damn, Wayne was weighing in on that shit. Boy, I, boy that nigga said, Did, you remember when Wayne said, Disab-? like, but he just never go there. He, he would have to like, <laughs> he would have to reinvent himself and go there. Like, he had to start. Would he have to reinvent he himself? Or would he just have to write it about it? Write about it. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But that, that's not, Wayne don't really write stories. Like, he don't really tell stories like that. He has though. That's the thing that kills me. Yeah, he has. That he don't do it no more. Not... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess you're right. Maybe <laughs> reinvent himself is the perfect way to put it. Uh, refine himself or something. Find himself again. Yeah. Something. Re- refine it. But if something. so, if Lil, if Lil, I would think I think the vast majority of people would find it weird if Lil Wayne started rapping the same exact way that he was rapping in 2005. Like if he like if he just changed himself or refound himself and went back to the 2005 Lil Wayne. Anyway, like I don't think I would, would appreciate it. I'm not talking I mean, about the yeah, cadence. We would, but I don't think the like youth the, would. Like so, yeah, I got you. Who would listen to? It? I, we would. <laughs> I would love for we people go. to put out stuff for us, man. But unfortunately, that's just not how it goes. They put out stuff for boys. People put out music for us. Stop it. Do Tank who? J Cole puts out music Maxwell? for us. Okay, cool. uh, the, the people Cole, y'all like the um, just... um, Kendrick Lamar puts out music for us. Slim yeah, Thug no, puts no, out music for us. Like who? Slim Thug. Who? Wait, nah, who? I, 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 but that means for people in Houston, though. <laughs> but that's us. Texas that's us. <laughs> true. 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 That's us. Look. True. Well, I can't wait till Nelly drops. Shit, Boosie put out music for us. Why y'all playing? Like, just think about it, though. Like, like Rolex, nah. baby. Like they have songs. I don't live Boosie. Like it don't. It don't matter. They have songs. That you're going to listen to him back. Oh, that boy, he talking about something. Like, I don't think it's a, oh, okay. a culture shift that Wayne would necessarily have to do, like, in regards to how he raps or whatever. I'm just asking for two, three songs with a boy talk, <laughs> talk about Tell something. Tell me something. Tell me something. Say man. something. Oh. Talk about the election. Talk about the saints. Talk about yeah. something. <laughs> Anything. Anyway, I don't know. Talk about baby in y'all relationship and how you used to look like how yeah. baby was a father and y'all fell off. Give me something. You know who do Rick Ross put out Rick Ross put out music, put for, out music us. for us. Rick Ross do. Rick Ross. <laughs> like, I'm just saying. These are these are questions I have. Man, you said Slim Thug put out music for Houston. Um let's talk about some more Houston stuff, one of Drake's favorite places. So last Friday morning at midnight, around twelve, um well, midnight. Um, Onyx Houston opened up, and by and by twelve fifteen, they had shut that bitch and down. Eleven fifty nine. They, they shut that thing down. They said that the rest they they labeled it a restaurant that would be featuring entertainers. Um, Entertainment. The owner said that they're violating our First and Fourth Amendment rights. He said in all ways, Onyx Houston both qualified as a reopened service and complied with the requirements and recommendations of Governor Abbott's orders, and 
Nonetheless, before Onyx Houston's had even been open for an hour, dozens of Houston police department officers and fire department officials raided the business. Even though we were doing yeah. safe social distancing and all of the rest of that, y'all ran in on our restaurant. Los, thoughts? I mean, I don't know how you social distance as a, as a strip club. I don't know. Hold up. It's a restaurant. Get... Okay. A rest, a rest of strip club. I feel like the thing about it is, uh, so if we got, because they have, they have great wings, by the way. I used to go there on uh, Tuesdays, but uh, <laughs> maybe 25 cents. I'm not really a wings but, guy. How's their breasts? <laughs> <laughs> they have they Superb. have perfect fried asses. Okay, go ahead. Y'all stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Boston butt. Sauteed. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I just don't understand how you social distance at a strip club. Are you are you tipping women through Cash App now? Because you still be throwing money. It's a bunch of stuff that, that screams Corona. Or uh, am I coming to get my to go, and then I get to like tip on the way in and out or something like? I just don't know how they work. If y'all just really operate as a restaurant, I mean, he he tried to pull one over. He thought he was going. Well, you know, the other thing in, is though, Los, the fire in Houston police department didn't know what they, was going on in there, but they still raided it fifteen minutes after it opened. Like, what if they opened they that would. thing and it was like the dancers was just in on their little stages, and it was like eight tables spread out around that where you could get food. And it was no money. And they had a card reader. Yeah, the card reader. Exactly. At the but, end of the stage. <laughs> was it? Well, I don't think was restaurants open at that time. Yeah, they that? started restaurants that day, and that's why they like oh, that's yeah. that was their whole play. It was like if y'all opening up restaurants, they said they went and they looked at they they um licenses. It was like oh, we licensed as a restaurant. Like if yeah. Edo's food <laughs> truck could be open, then we could be selling food out of Onyx. Happen to have butt naked girls. We just happen to have okay. entertainment. Yeah. I mean, he tried it though. They ain't gonna let that man do that. Yeah, I mean, you gotta, you can't, you just loopholes are fire sometimes, but sometimes loopholes suck. You know, like sometimes it's like, man, look, y'all ain't like, I get it, y'all found a little loophole, alright, cool. But this type of loophole, like this, I, 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 if you will, applaud the um, the departments for going check on things because just like y'all was fussing at me for not wearing no mask. Uh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like they they was fussing at them boys for like trying to trying to get over on the system. I'm wor- that's not I'm cool. concerned about them boys who was there at midnight ready to go in there. Oh, hey, you know, hey, you know they was there. They spent their twenty to get they, kicked out in fifteen minutes. And yep, paid that high twenty five to get put out in fifteen, and and they get their money back because they need that, and they need to pay for, for parking. Ticket they got. They was they was they was uh, really hard up to go out. Is all I'm thinking. Like they's like nigga. Yeah, I just think he was rushing back. Well, he said that the the dancers ain't been getting unemployment and everything else that they need something to do, and even if somebody just giving them, just tipping them like Only whatever, fans. then they need that loot. No, Only thing you should have started a, a Onyx live, IG live page. Yeah, yeah. With a DJ Onyx like Only a little fans. party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the DJ in a little party, and you know, set the little camera up, had a DJ in there playing the songs. And, and they have ooh, the and then they have little private rooms that you could go to where it's just like yeah. just you and the little thing. But with the but but you get to wear the <laughs> virtual headset in the private room. Yeah. Almost like a Zoom meeting, but not okay. We splitting y'all in the yeah. in the little rooms. <laughs> not going in your little room with that thing. Go in your little room. That one song. Yeah. Drop. 
Nah, you know, you gotta give you two songs virtual though. You gotta give you two songs virtual. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta bend the rules a little bit. Boys, and you can and you can screenshot all you want. All that. Yeah. <laughs> Screenshot everything extra. Oh, oh! You, I saw you. I saw you screenshot. That's gonna be an extra. T- um, security and then security come in on the yep. on the screen. Impress <laughs> that. This mission and hit your credit card again. Uh, uh, say, player, we're gonna need you to leave out the room. No. Oh, all right, all right, dog. Whoa. <laughs> they gonna force you out. <laughs> security. No, hold up. Hey man, how you? Hold up. Why security look completely different? Why when they say security? It's a little white boy come on there with some glasses and pocket protector. Yeah, smart as hell. <laughs> Hitting buttons. Okay, okay, your okay motherfucker. <laughs> hey, you know what? You know what? You know what? Have it your way. <laughs> Have it your way, buddy. God, not, yeah. not even a, a, a white boy who I keep seeing, Raj, is Lionel from uh, <laughs> fucking <laughs> Dear White People. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> Lionel come in there. That little boy with the, that little nerd, man. Yeah, come on, man. We'll, we'll get you right, man. That's funny, though. But more power to more power power to Onyx, man. Look, let's talk about some old famous things, right? Quick, man. Look, I saw this the other day, and I just thought that this was super interesting, as most things are to me, right? So, Rod, you remember Jay Campbell um, from yep. the league, right? So I'm chilling one day, and I saw a little post, and it said Jay Campbell, Stranger Danger, and I was like, what? And that man had wrote a whole book. And I looked at it and it said, and this is basically what the the, the um, little synopsis of Stranger Danger is. The day was young. The everyday routine was old. Waking up and doing the same old thing had already paid his toll on Phil because he never did anything new. A single guy with a college education in his early 20s usually does not have issues with redundancy. Something had to change. Finally breaking the mold, Philip decided to go jogging through his Houston neighborhood streets. Two young kids, a drug-dealing dad, and a gun pointed at his head triggered that change, whether he wanted it or not. So yeah, Jay Campbell wrote a whole book called Stranger Danger. It's fiction, but it's like a, you know, I bought that whole off of Amazon for like $19.99. And yeah, now I'm like, okay, I'm going to read that Jay Campbell. So that, that was... That was pretty interesting to me. And when he said that a uh, single guy with a college education in two degrees, I thought that's what he was about to say. Uh, but I guess I, that would have been a different book. Um, <laughs> but then, then, uh, then the prize. at the end of the week, I see this. Um, a dude named Caleb McDaniel that both of you know because both of y'all went hoop with us at Rice. Um, and he was he was in there hooping with us. I would have to point him out. Nondescript little dude. He wrote a book called Sweet Taste of Liberty, a true story of slavery and restitution in America. Before you ask, he's a white dude. He's a white professor at Rice, right? And basically, it was like the story of a woman of color who twice survived enslavement and eventually won a court case against her captors. It's an actual nonfiction book. It's a real um, story from, you know, back in the day. And he won a Pulitzer Prize for history. Like... Hmm. Like so I hooped with a Pulitzer Prize. That's all I'm saying. So it made me start to think it. Something I was thinking about recently. We was in a little family text group, and someone said, uh, or a family Zoom meeting. Someone said, "Who's the most famous person you know?" And we all started laughing, kind of like, hmm, "That's an interesting question." I think Caleb McDaniel might be the most famous person I know now. If he won a Pulitzer Prize, a Pulitzer Prize winning author, I think that's that's like important, right? Is he famous? 
Does that make him famous, though? Yeah, I don't know. This, this, these are questions that need answers. I don't polarizing. think that make you famous. <laughs> He's polarizing. <laughs> polarizing. <laughs> He's polarizing. <laughs> <laughs> you're stupid <laughs> Aldo Nice is polarizing that's a uh, that's a thing but no that, what do y'all think man like does that make you famous relax no I don't think that makes you famous because I, I don't even know what that is to be honest I think in some circles I mean I think I think it could yeah it depends I mean if you if you um, I don't know how many people pay attention to the Pulitzer Prize party people yeah, I was trying to alliteration that. But I don't know how many people um, pay attention to that. Like, I I, I don't know. Like, I, every time I hear Pulitzer Prize winner, dot, 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 I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You know, cool. Like I, somebody else I don't know and never knew that the Pulitzer Prize was given out. Yeah, I don't know so, how you pick up a, a Pulitzer Surprise. <laughs> Did you say a Pulitzer Surprise? <laughs> I don't know how you pick a Pootie dad, man. Pulitzer <laughs> Surprise. A little pooty. A pooty surprise. That's so funny. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think it's an interest. I, I don't know. Who, who is that your... Uh, I don't know. Who's your most famous person you know, Los? Like, what is no? I think the, like, I think the text- definition of no is if they see you, they're going to be like, whoa, what up, bro? Oh, oh, or not even whoa, what up, bro? They know you and they're going to be like, they could even make make that face like, "Do I know you?" And then dap you like, "What? What's happening, man?" Like that's that's good enough. They don't even have to know your name. They just gotta be like, "You." Oh well, okay. Well, I guess the most famous person I know. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Let me stop. Uh, Let me stop. Let me stop. Raj, before I before you say that, do they have to know your name? Because that is a big. That's a big yes. qualifier. Yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. They gotta know your they name know off your name. top. Like without. You're not just old buddy. You can't be okay. old buddy. Oh yeah, I met old buddy at the uh, at a uh, Prospect Park the other day. Nah, so I'm stopping you before you say Rashad Lewis. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I about to say I don't know if he know my name, but when I see him, he come high. He, he do. Man. I saw like when we was at the Rockies game. He came dap you, but he didn't say Los. And I bet if you if you had to yeah. ask, I don't know if he would have knew Los. I think that that's a that would be yeah. a little bit of a stretch. Probably not. It's not, I mean, it's one Probably degree not. of separation, but not that a dude would. Yeah. Well, I, I don't I don't really know. Uh, if I know anybody, <laughs> I don't know if I know Vince Young. Vince Young, don't definitely don't know Vince Young. Yeah, Vince Young don't know our name because he'd be too slapped. He don't know nobody's name. <laughs> Every time we see him, he <laughs> drunk. That boy I was very very excited to uh, for Clinton Portis Clinton to be Portis. the person that uh, most important person that I knew. <laughs> I think that's funny. only to find out that it wasn't really Clinton Portis, and I was duped. Oh, uh, Leonard, Leonard Fournette. I know Leonard. <laughs> Big Leonard Fournette. Boy, stupid. Leonard Fournette. <laughs> what you think, right? Uh, right, what's the most famous person you know? The most famous person I know? Um, pr- probably um, probably one, of, one of the Broncos. One of the, one of the dudes on the Broncos. I, I, I'd have to probably say Cortland Sutton. Okay. So, Okay. So I kind of thought about this when I asked the question. And the note I wrote was, is everything they're going to say going to be athletes? Mm. And, and and that came to fruition. Everybody that we even mentioned famous. or even was playing around was athletes. Why are like kind of athletes the only people that we think are famous? I don't know. That's kind of not, you know, that automatically we go to as famous. Oh, that boy who? Or oh, that boy played football. Or, you know? Uh, 
Well, you said all I, who I know. <laughs> I know. All you know I is know, athletes. You, you, we saw we some bops. That's all you know. Is nah, I just That's I know a bunch of cleat chasing. Um, well, welcome to the cleat chasing podcast. <laughs> it's your boy Lowe's. So, um, <laughs> so your boy uh, Rod Smooth. <laughs> I, I know an actor. I didn't mention that. Okay. I know a dude that was in Jack Reacher. Okay. Well, there you go. Jack Reacher dude might be, but is he a that guy that nobody really knows who he is? He didn't have, I think he did like the wink and the gun and that was it. But he was he, he a cool dude. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I guess the term fame is so relative, right? Like, I'm saying that Pulitzer Prize daddy might be the most famous person that just walk up to me. Well, but it's certain circles, right? Because, like, Dan Meyer, nobody knows who Dan Meyer is, but if you're, like, a math teacher, then every math teacher knows who Dan Meyer is. Or, um, you know, there's, there's a couple of people in that in that, in that that vibe that's like, oh, um, these famous teachers, they got or professors or whatever else that, like, in certain circles, everybody knows them. But in certain circles, you'd be like, I don't know who that is. Like, if Stedman Graham walked in, y'all wouldn't know who Stedman is. But in certain circles, people would be like, oh, that's Oprah, dude. And everybody would know him. I, I'm about to say, I know who Stedman Would is. you know him right off the top of my Because I think I would think he was Eric Holder. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I would know. <laughs> if, I wouldn't so, know. Lose, I wouldn't know if I, saw I, I, I would bet money that you would not recognize Stedman. <laughs> you know, no, I would. Because I remember one time he, he came to down, came he came, Revolver. <laughs> no, I would, I would recognize him. Well, I mean, I wouldn't recognize nobody Revolver when I was there that time. Because we had 200 gallons of uh, Hennessy. But uh, <laughs> no, I seen him before. I seen him. Uh, he came and spoke at A Leaf before. He did, and I remember I, I saw him at A Leaf too. That's why the example came to my mind. <laughs> yeah, I would recognize him if I saw him. That's funny. I wouldn't unless he had Oprah with him. Yeah, and then part of that would be an assumption. And so it's just kind of like TV famous. Like if you, if you see somebody on TV and they famous, cutting that's that's it's a it's interesting, man. Like that's a that's a very good question. Would it be like? The uncle cutting like I'm Impala Customs. Do a lot of followers mean fame? Is, they yeah. could. I don't know. Like if you knew Ha Ha Davis. Oh, you know or what? Something. The most famous dude I know. He a porn star. Oh yeah, that's funny. About that but who knows him besides? <laughs> I remember dude was at um, watch porn. dude was at Prospect Park. <laughs> Prospect. He came up with me. I ain't, I, ain't, I I knew I played football. With him. Oh, did you knew he was a porn star? Did Jason tell us that? No, I didn't. I didn't know. Jerry no was clue. like, man, that boy name Yeah, Jerry told me. <laughs> I know that. And he dude. said, I, could, I ain't want to tell y'all boys because y'all too wild. That's exactly <laughs> what he said. He went to do left. King. He King said, I, I wish I want to tell y'all so bad. King something. Y'all too wild. I don't know what his name was. We was cracking up. We was like, no. He said, yeah, man, that boy be on that board. You know, Al pulled him up on the phone like that is him. I'm like, that is sure live. King Diggling. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, KD, <laughs> KD. No, I don't, that's that was KD. not that wasn't his name. Dog, stop it. That's that's not it. But I don't know. Like, you see, we we real we in real time trying to figure out who we know that's famous because I can't even think of nobody. Like, does that mean we just don't know famous people? That's all that means. <laughs> I had a I had I had people. He said Broncos players, and I guess yeah, sure. You know, I mean, by that same token, and I guess um, then you know, me and um, Cam Jordan, shit, that man, no, Mika. Why? Ah, he 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 did slide your DMs. That man slid in my DMs. But would he? But would he know your name? He, Aldo so, Nice. 
<laughs> nah, you got to read it. No, I, that is you would have to know. You would have to read it. It is what it is. Hey, man, look, we're talking about sports real quickly. Spin the sports. Um, y'all saw that post that was like Andy Dalton could get a deal, but not Cam, not Jameis, not Dak. Well, Jameis got the one year deal. Cam can't get a deal. Dak can't get paid, but Andy Dalton got paid. It's been going back and forth with the Instagram that I mean with Facebook I've been all at people neck about that post. What are y'all initial thoughts on that whole um that post in general? Go ahead, Los. Go ahead, Raj. The show okay. the show lane. The show. I was thinking that too. Oh, yeah, that that's Raj Lane. <laughs> yeah, no, actually I actually like was hoping that we was gonna talk about this because because uh, I got I got some some feelings and I actually talked to a few people about this and and um and the teams, so they got a they got a bunch of teams, right? They got a bunch of teams, and I'm, I guess I'm pointing at Cam Newton. They got a bunch of teams that could use a quarterback, but would probably rather tank for whoever is going to be available in this upcoming draft. Um, and so I understand why those teams wouldn't want uh, Cam Newton to come and be, go seven seven and nine or six and ten and get him the tenth pick in the draft. Um, and then the whole, and then also I'm pointing the finger at. All of the all of the aforementioned names because most of those dudes want to get paid, either want to get paid too much or or, or want to reset the quarterback market, or like in Cam Newton's case, wants to start, and that opportunity might not be available, not because he's black, but be just because it's that whatever those available teams are aren't aren't in the position to pick those guys up. So I don't think. I, I don't like it. Donovan McNabb is the one that said it. And one thing I wanted to say that burns my Buddha is when Hall of Fame people, Hall of Fame quarterbacks come for non-Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I don't like don't. That's not you can't do that. Who's you can't look at them in the same. Who's the Hall, who's the Hall of Fame quarterback? Donovan McNabb. No way. But go ahead. Donovan McNabb will make the Hall of no Fame. No way. Let's put money on it right now. That sits until he's un, in, uneligible to make the Hall of Fame. He's going to make the Hall of Fame. OK, cool. Let's put a twenty dollar bet. That's gonna appreciate with time, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> after, <laughs> and after the veterans committee says that Donovan McNabb is not going to make the Hall of Fame, then I need my money. I think that's a good argument. Sure. We, we can have that on a sports podcast. But so, who's the non-veteran, non-Hall um, of Fame quarterback? Well, one Dak Prescott's not okay. <laughs> and 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 if and for sure, if Cam Newton, I mean, if Donovan McNabb's not, then Cam Newton isn't. So I would think that so all every one of those other quarterbacks. Um, Andy Dalton, Dak Prescott, Cam Newton, and Jameis Winston have more of a chance to make the Hall of Fame than uh, Donovan McNabb because they're still playing. Really? Because they're still playing. So you never know. I, I was, the that, boys might I, have that was going to be my only argument. The boys can have them with Kurt that, Warner daddy where they go two that, years that's in a row. Dak can mess around and go th- go get them a hot three or four and be good. Cam Newton get back to another Super Bowl and win one. Then you're looking at him completely yeah. different. Jameis take over for Drew and win him two. You know what I mean? I don't think that's happening. But yeah. I know we didn't have that discussion, but it's possible. Is what I'm on on the. Yeah, yeah, he's right, right. It's he's still playing. So Andy Dalton yeah. is the farthest fetch out of all of them to me. <laughs> but the, I, they, they they just picked up they picked up Andy Dalton and lowered the market the price down for to pay Dak. They ain't, whatever Dak number is he want to get paid. They ain't trying to pay it, and they like look, we want you, but we ain't gonna pay that whatever number you got. We'll pay you this. So I mean, and if not. We we gonna we got this little dude come back in, and at least he won't just completely blow all the games for. Us. So I mean, the the argument I was making on Facebook was just this. I said if we want to come up with a comp for um 
for Dak Prescott is probably um, whatever his name, your boy in in Philadelphia, Carson Wentz. That's probably the mm-hmm. the best comp in regards to age and everything else like that. Carson Pence, Wentz got paid last year. I know Dak wanted more, but still, he's taken care of. Um, yeah. If we're looking for a comp, Dak was Dak was offered a contract. Yeah, that's my thing. But like, if we're looking for a comp for offered. Cam Newton, we're using three examples. Cam Newton, it would be Matt Ryan. Same division, almost mm. the same accolades, all the rest of that. Um, Matt Ryan was like five years, one hundred fifty million, and you know Cam can't find a team. Like that's 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 the thing, right? And if we said yeah. a comp for Jameis, let's just go Mariota. I know that's not necessarily the best comp, but Mariota signed a two year, seventeen million dollar deal with the uh, Raiders, and Jameis signed a yeah. one year, one million dollar deal. So I mean, I know that there's yeah. mitigating circumstances here, but when you look at things in the frame of how things have always worked in sports with the quarterback being the leader of the franchise, um, a black man, not smart enough, not not whatever yeah. enough, not polished enough, not um, the face that we want of He's our at, franchise. Just athletic. Yeah, like all of those other things. You can't just say they have no validity to Dan- Donovan McNabb's statement because he said, yeah. like I, I can't remember the exact verbiage, but he said something to the extent of, dude, am I the only one who sees a problem here? Like, He's he's to me. I don't find anything wrong when you just throw a question out there, like, "Huh? Just check, look, check this out. What y'all think?" And I mean, he was alluding to something definitely, but I, I don't know. I tend to think there's something there where there's fire, there's smoke, right? And I get that on a football sense, you can probably say each one of those things and be like, "Well, Dak had a, a contract; he didn't sign it." And Cam, they're not looking for a starting quarterback nowhere. And Jameis, he needs to re- resurrect his career. And you know, like you could go through each example and say, you know, like this is why that is, and then come back with right. the counter. Well, I mean, Lamar Jackson got money, right. so y'all should. Patrick Mahomes yeah. about to get money, and he half black. Like you can go that way, but then we could always come back and say, well, shit, Colin Kaepernick versus damn um anybody that that we want to say mm-hmm. over the last few years, uh, break Bortles, or yeah. I mean. Hmm. I just think it's, there's something to be said for this conversation. We can't. But I feel what you're saying from a general standpoint, but like just when you, it, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna just, gen, just generally throw the race card mm-hmm. out there. Like I gotta, if I'm gonna look, if I'm gonna look at a situation, I gotta look at the, at the reality of it. Like I, I gotta look at the details of what's going on. And I think once you do look at those details, I don't see, I don't think there's anything to see here. Like literally nothing to I, see. I disagree. I think that the whole thing about it is anytime, say a white guy, white quarterbacks get get put out, or uh, you know, get, you know, they uh, get cut from the team, or you know, they they just uh, break away, you know, break away. Wherever they go next, it's not they. Most of the time, they always get picked right up. Mm-hmm. Mariota had sh- shitty years over there. Boom, he got picked up and got he got cheese. Now, uh, Matt Lyon kept Winston, getting chances. Everybody yeah, kept getting chances. Yeah, yeah, over and over again. But uh, James Winston threw for thirty touchdowns last year. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, he threw 30 picks too. But the, you know, but anybody else, you gonna he gonna come back and play for one million dollars, man? Come on, dog. That that wouldn't have happened if he wasn't black. Uh, and all if if the, if the same type of quarterback was uh, he was white was uh, if uh, what you call was white, uh, Cam Newton was white with that same ability he had, same year he had, he would be on somebody's team right now. And, yeah, I mean, would somewhere. he be on somebody's team starting? Probably, maybe so. Yes. I mean, no, no, he wouldn't okay, be. So, you crazy. So I, I think that I think it's a like I don't want to go down the rabbit hole too far, but Jameis Winston, the comp I said was Marcus Mariota, but in my head, the real comp to me was like Matt Stafford. Like that kind yes, of quarterback, yeah. like a big arm, 
I'm just gonna throw it over there. I'm not gonna win shit, but I'm gonna just throw the ball around. Um, Andy Dalton. Like it's a lot. That's it for me. It, I mean, Trent. it's a lot of people that I felt like if they were if they weren't black, that situation would be different. And I don't know when the when I hear the term race card, I kind of cringe because for me, I I think that race plays a role in everything that happens in American society, and I don't think you can say play the race card because I think that that's kind of like. Donovan McNabb is speaking to something that he obviously went through, uh, which is racial inequalities for the black quarterback. And I think that this speaks to it. And I know you're saying that Cam Newton, whatever, but I don't know. Is Josh Allen just that much better than Cam Newton? Like, is Blake Bortles? And I I get your point. Blake Bortles isn't starting, but Josh Allen is. Um, uh, Whatever. And and your point was was that the reason he's not going to go over there and take Garner Minshew's job at the Jaguars because the Jaguars want Trevor Lawrence. They want to lose every game. Like I, I get you. I get your general idea about that. Um, mm-hmm. However, why isn't he the quarterback of the Panthers? Or the Panthers or quarterback. or yeah, but that's fine. But why why isn't that black quarterback the, the the why is it the one who's proven and did everything for that franchise not still there? And an even better example is why didn't the Bears go after him instead of going after Nick Foles? Like. We could talk. Well, he wasn't available at that time. Oh, like, there's to me, gosh. there's an answer. I got an answer for everything. Yeah, but we just that's... gonna have to di- agree to disagree on this because I think, and 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 if you don't want me to use the word race card, that's fine. But I just disagree that race played any part in the reason why Cam Newton doesn't have a job right now. If uh, if he was willing to accept, if he was willing to accept a backup role, he'd have a very similar, if not being paid more, contract than any. Name one. That's how name one at league MVP who, who at this age one is um has ever been relegated to a backup role. And I'll just wait for you to find it. So, you tell me one no, league MVP it, quarterback ever in the history of the league who people are saying if he should just accept that role as a backup. Just just find me one, and I'm cool with it. That's not so. That's not the. That's not the. I don't. I don't know of a league. I don't. I can't go back in time and tell you. Well, you don't have to say it. No, you don't have to say it right now. You can go Google it. I'm not. I'm not saying you got to say it right now. Well, no. This is. This is to me. This is situational. Like we're talking about. uh, We're talking about a niche quarterback. We're talking about. We're talking about a guy that's hurt. Like that didn't play any games last year. So like when you say proven, like yeah, okay, proven. But I say broken up. Like I say maybe maybe unhealthy. I say injury prone. I say I don't accuracy issues, and I also think that he's crazy. We t- I touched on it a little bit whenever I talked about money changes you, and I think that Cam Newton went way far left with the fact that how money affected him. Like I think that Cam in which Newton way? Is nuts I'm, I'm so. curious. Like what 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 about Cam Newton I'm, speaks yeah. nuts to you? He just from Atlanta. No, no, he I'm, 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 I'm you talking about the interviews I'm, he was I mean, having smoking cigars. I'm, no, I don't necessarily like the way he dressed. Like I don't, I don't Damn. know. Like it's just oh, kind of weird. Like crazy though. No, he dressed kind of crazy to me. <laughs> Dressing, but you you can't you can't equate a man's mental state to how he what kind of clothes he put on. Though. Well, I mean, Dennis Rodman did some crazy shit, and we talked about his mental state. By the way, but he no, dressed. you know, you, you you said it right. He did some crazy shit. Cam Newton ain't well, do no crazy, crazy shit. What about your boy? No, what about Dennis your Robin boy for the Buccaneers two years ago? Who's Ryan that? Fitzpatrick? He got a big I mean, beard. He, he got a big beard. Like, he I, think, crazy. I don't think. I don't think. I. I think that I wish that every single team. I think that if every single team was trying to win, then Cam Newton would be on a team. But I think that they got teams that's not trying to win, and I think that that sucks. 
I really do. I think I, that, that I, every I, team should be trying to win. I don't even think he's dead. They just don't want that black man back there playing. That's not true. <laughs> like you just said, he dressed weird. And they, they could find a different reason. Like Harmet would say, man, you don't play to win. No, that was Dennis Green. You don't play just to, you know, you play to win the game. You don't play just to play. Yeah. Yeah. Now cue up that music for nothing well, nice to say. You know, they say if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. If you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. Nothing nice to say, but I'll go nice. Ain't nothing nice. You hear me? Okay, I didn't throw up a lot of material this week, um, but this is something I had to speak on. I kind of feel like there's two different nothing nice to say's in one one because it hits on two angles I usually like to take when I think these up. Sometimes I like to challenge what we as a people think and may not always be right. Sometimes I challenge the outside world to feel this, feel black folks, and uh, give you a feeling of the pulse of the community. This week I'll be brief, but I'll do a little bit of both. I watched this Centoya Brown documentary on Netflix. Shit is wild. She was a child prostitute who was out there dealing with an older man who had a turn in tricks. She was a runaway child who got put in a bad situation and ended up killing an older man who was buying an underage prostitute. And they threw the book at her. A life sentence at 16. Years later, we as a people, we found the case. LeBron tweeted about it. We mobilized and our voice was heard. Centoya was released last year and a major victory for those who didn't feel that the punishment was justified. And when we speak about those who feel that way, I'm those. I don't feel the punishment was justified. She was a teenager being sex trafficked. There were mitigating circumstances all over. But uh, let me give y'all some other info I gleaned after watching that documentary. I'm about 85% sure she murdered that dude, probably in cold blood and probably robbed him. She was old enough to know what she was doing. And the interviews I saw after the crime made me think she was just kind of like a bad kid who was really smart and knew what she was doing. A kid going through some stuff, but that doesn't excuse her killing some dude who was out there trying to get him some underage sex. His death sentence didn't fit that crime. And while I don't think a life sentence was warranted for her at all, I don't think 15 years that she got was justice either. I think she could have did another 10 and I would have been cool with it. That's just facts. But you know what? This is the issue at hand. It's not about individual cases. See the last 10 minutes when I was just talking about NFL quarterbacks. It's not about individual cases. It's about the system. See, because Centoya could get a life sentence for shit like that. Marissa Alexander could get 20 years for shooting her abusive husband in Florida. John Rush got 45 years for shooting a police dog. And George Zimmerman could get paid for killing Trayvon Martin. And now these two redneck son of a bitches in Brunswick, Georgia, Gregory and Travis McMichael gunned down Ahmaud Arbery in broad daylight because they thought he looked suspicious jogging in his neighborhood and they still fucking free. I saw the video. But I didn't need to see the video. Matter of fact, I'm tired of seeing the fucking videos. I'm tired of them killing us. They've been killing us since they brought us to America and they always get away with it. Fuck them and fuck America. Because I ain't got nothing nice to say about a system that doesn't value my life or think that black lives matter. So I won't say nothing at all. You ain't wrong with you, right? That was crazy, man. My thing, I just don't like stuff like that. Is blatant. You can't even justify that. You know what I mean? And the uh, see, uh, like, that make you want to. Uh, you got to go buy it. And, and I'm tomorrow. You tomorrow we gangsters and this and that. Somebody got to go let the AK off in their house, man. <laughs> Something. 
That's ridiculous. The views expressed by CAP, a.k.a. Lowe's, do not express the views <laughs> of the Best Friend Weekend Podcast. We are not advocating going to let the AK off on them people. But arming ourselves as a people is a thing. And God damn, if I'm running my neighborhood or any neighborhood and I see somebody pull up no. from it and get out the car with a shotgun and a fucking in a 45 and a revolver. No. I'm I'm at that moment I feel hey. like I'm fighting for my life. They about to do something to me. Oh you Oh you are. He know feel like you are fighting for your life. You fight for your life and depending on where you are in your run, ain't no telling how you dog nah, just I couldn't imagine. And we both people who run our neighborhoods. Like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm scared of a dog running, running behind on. me. Some motherfuckers yeah. come behind me with a gun. What? Come on, dog. And it just you look suspicious me. while you jump. It just murked me on the street. Boom boom. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, the scare, like, you know, when you, when you just think about that man dealing with that, with that situation, I'm just thinking like, like for real, they put like, he wasn't, he wasn't expecting, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's like no beef or nothing. Like, I'm sure he wasn't like looking behind him where it's just a car, right? And you running like it's just a whip and it just so happened that this, like, oh man, that's, that's, that's all the way messed up. Like that's, that's crazy. And I feel, and I feel for him and I, and I, I, I feel for him in that moment. For how, how scared he probably was. Like, they about to just kill me, dog. They about to just kill me out here. And, and, and get away with it. Like, I don't want to be running right now. I'm not running because I got to work out. I've got, fuck, I'm tired. I'm yeah. going to run. I got to get some cardio in. Yeah. And now these people that got behind me and shit. Some cra- what is going on? Like, oh. Man, got a whole shotgun out there, too. But but you know what I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you with what I was one thing that went through my head is like what that's that was a very weird um a very weird setting for for a camera to I kind of thought that too like is that the cops that ain't the cops who is that yeah like what what is that camera but you know some people ride around them cameras on their dashboard like that what that what was that his boys that had to be I mean like was that like who's following and taking and filming it? And if they filming it, maybe they was filming it. You know I, what I'm thinking is mm-hmm. it was probably people that was with the shooters who felt mm-hmm. like, oh, that 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 video gonna justify it because he yeah. he was trying to fight for the gun, so he must have mm-hmm. been bad. Like that's crazy. And then you know whenever you like you 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 think and so I know in the eyes of the law if they see they see a vehicle as a weapon. Like cops see a vehicle as a weapon, so they had three. Like this dude, like I don't care what the situation was. This dude had no weapon. He didn't even. He wasn't even like in his whip. Like he wasn't. Yeah. He was just him. I'm just me. So these dudes pulled up in my mind with three weapons. They pulled up with a whip and two guns. That's messed yeah. up, bro. Because all they could have did, they could have drove off. You know, they could have just they, uh, that man do whatever he was doing. Followed him and, yeah, and saw walking. where he went and called the police. We behind him. Yeah. 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 They ain't doing that. They had a march. They was marching to them people's house today on Instagram. I saw earlier. They should have marched inside their house with the AK. Oh, I'm sorry. That was loose. Oh, God. They let the thing spray. <laughs> now, cue that music. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, honestly, like, all of all of it is bad. And the it, it's 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 about a system. And, Raj, like I said, yeah. to come full circle with the, with the, with the, with the football talk, it's, it's tough for me to see things as not racial issues when this country is built on racial issues, when there's a history yeah. of things happening to us and not and things not happening for us. 
simply because of our race. Like I, I saw a post the other day that was like, man, I'll shout out to all the white people who, who don't just hate us because we black. Man, like I fuck yeah. with y'all. Y'all that's real. Like that you don't hate us just for no reason at all, just because we black. And they got so many people who do who hate us just because we black. And we'll take your life just cause that. I don't know that that that's why I can't see situations like quarterbacks getting paid a whole bunch or whatever when 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 Colin Kaepernick happened, when Doug Williams happened, yeah, like, when Warren Moon happened, yeah. and like mm-hmm. I, I when Quincy Carter probably had better stats than Tony Romo when he was playing, but he like you know like there's there's certain things that I don't know. It's just that I, I can't see so, it. I'm shaded by America, and, and and I get it. I feel I feel you. I think that you are entitled to feel that way. Um, but I, I also look at Justin, just Justin, at um, Winston, at Jameis Winston. Mm-hmm. And Jameis Winston been trashed to me for a while, and yet he still got opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. And I just think it's, it, it honestly probably does have to do with that, with that type of quarterback he is. And he's not a like a typical black quarterback. He's not a Lamar Jackson. He's not a Kyler Murray. He's a drop back quarterback. Like in in. I don't know. Like I don't. I think that there's more to it in my mind from a sports from sports reasonings to where I can just to in my but, mind completely unjustify the fact that it has anything to do with the the fact that these dudes are black. But I, I, I think it's a bunch. It's a bunch of white quarterbacks who've been trashed for a long time, who continue to play and continue to get jobs. So I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But they that's such a general statement, and they get paid. Mind. That's just huh? such a general statement that you say that continue to get like continue to, to play Nathan Peterman still like, gets jobs though he's the worst quarterback in the <laughs> history of Nathan Peterman is the third string but quarterback he still on gets his team. but like, but Vince Young couldn't be the third I, I, string quarterback after a couple exactly. years Vince Young had mental issues oh, like here we go every nigga got mental issues because they don't conform to what no, white America thinks they should do. <laughs> Vince Young so, was okay, not dealing with that, mental issues when he was in Green Bay. It was after he was out of the league when all these things started coming out about Vince Young. Yeah. So I mean, what you what you um what's the guy the guy Johnny Football? He's not in he's not in the league anymore. I mean, I don't know. I think that's the exception to the rule. To do. Oh, and of course, there's a but, reason but he, for that. But my thing is, he was wild before he got there, <laughs> and he continued to eat. But he but you got to realize Johnny Football continued to do stupid shit. Why he was in the league, and he still you know got what, a chance. You, you know what? Since you took it, since you took it to Vince Young, I I think Vince Young got a bad start, a bad start to his career Jeff Fisher. for the for the re, for the reason for the reasons that you are saying, for the reasons that you're using for every other quarterback. I think that I can I'll point the finger at that situation and say that's how I feel about that situation with Jeff Fisher, and I think that that ruined Vince Vince Young's career and probably even ruined his mental state. So. Yes, that is. I I do think that it'll happen sometimes. I re, I I do. I'm I don't think that I'm immune to it. But I do. When I look at the situations that Donovan McNabb brought up in that tweet, I'm I'm seeing past all of them for football reasons or for 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 whatever reason. But I I think that it's justifiable. I, and and to me, I remember I made a post a couple of years ago. Like um, and I don't want to go. Be, I mean, we're gonna get out of here in a minute. But um, I made a post a couple of like years ago about. Trevor Lawrence got the job from Kelly um, Bryant and Tua Tonga Vailoa got the job from Jalen Hurts and Ian Book got the job from, um, I don't remember what the black quarterback was at Notre Dame. And then there was like a fourth example and it was like all within a couple of weeks. And I was like, God damn, I, I, I see something. I see something here. I mean, you know, we 
there's something. It, it was pretty much the same Donovan McNabb sentiment. Like, hmm, what are your thoughts on this? And then everybody was like, oh, because Kelly Bryant is trash. And I guess it's just tough. I don't know. Maybe Kelly Bryant puts up a better fight against LSU than 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 Trevor Lawrence does. Possible. Who knows? Like, um, Jalen Hurts maybe is wins the national championship with Alabama, and he's more durable than Tua Taivangaloa or whatever the case is. It's just maybe his career ends up being better. I don't know. I just think that sometimes it's okay to question a system that has shown you time and time again that the system has inequities. That's really all I was. Saying. But I think it's okay to come to have to have answers, and if you want to question it, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But answers are fine as well. Yeah, like. That's how I feel. So cool. Question. I agree. And, and on the surface, long, you might see something. But when you dig, you might see something. As long as answers don't become excuses. I'm okay with that. If, if, we, if we got an answer, then that's fine. But sometimes answers can be confused with excuses when the, the fair shake isn't always given. I mean, hey, that's all I got. The, um, the, the one other thing I was going to talk about this week is I saw this one post. And it said, who is the wildest brown ever? We're going to leave y'all with some lighthearted shit. And had a picture of James Brown, Chris Brown, Antonio, Orlando Brown, Antonio Brown, and Bobby Brown. And they said, who is the wildest Brown of all time? Orlando by far. (laughs) Antonio Brown by far. I think I'm going to write in Centoya Brown because she killed him. Okay, but... (laughs) Man. (laughs) Okay, no. My thing with the Centoya Brown thing... That he got a dude buying sixteen year old pussy, and nobody ever thought like they never mentioned it. Like that was like like he couldn't be doing some wild stuff at the house. Too. No, I agree. Like, oh, he was just such a good. I don't guy. think she. I don't like, think he, he was. never mentioned. I that think he, most people when they huh? buying when they buying jobs, they just buying jobs. Some people, not. I think I agree. Some aren't, but I feel like most who buy him pussy try to get them some. But if they, but if you buying sixteen year old, I look at you crazy when you buying yeah. jobs. Yeah, hey, R. Kelly, did he deserve a death sentence? He, he, man, he, no, I don't know if he did some other stuff. He might have already get shot at. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I just don't think she should have killed him. That's all. That's all. Yeah, Centoya, you was wild. No, if I had to rank the Browns, I would like Raj. Why do you think Antonio is the uh, the wildest? Because he's too, well. So a lot of this is based on recency bias, right? But because um, he's in sports, so I know I him the best. That too, <laughs> but. Um, but uh, Los, who'd you say? He said Orlando. Orlando Brown. So, so Orlando Brown, in his wildness, was a flash in the pan. It was a month worth of wildness. Antonio Brown's wildness has been going on for four years now. So I think Lynn has to has is um. No, Orlando Brown come up. Uh, he come up wild every four to six. He months. was on the news like this week, wilding. Yeah. Told, told his pretty old lady said, "Shut up, fire, slit your fucking throat, bitch." <laughs> and then what happened before that? Was it was it three years ago? No, six months. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't follow him on if I'm, social media. Like if that. I'm going by just what I know, I think Antonio and Chris Brown are the two wildest because they're the only ones who do it sober. <laughs> like, but I, th- I think the rest of them be off that dope. If we're going on that. Oh, uh, I think the least wild is Bobby Brown because I think Bobby Brown was wild, but he wasn't as wild as Whitney. And I think at the end of the day, Bobby Brown is just an old dude. Like Bobby Brown ain't really that wild. <laughs> he might have been. James Brown was wild as shit. Get on up. Get 
Watch that old, watch that commercial. I mean, not that that interview when he's talking to that woman on the news. And we welcome you, James Brown. How did all of this trouble begin? Living in America. <laughs> Something wrong. Nothing wrong at all. You're not in any difficulty, but you're out on bond. No, I'm not. Have I'm all not. the charges been dropped? Yeah, I'm out on love. Well, are you out on love or out of love? Which yeah, is it? Out on love. Alone from night to night, you find me. Now, James, this isn't the first time you and your wife have had a problem. Are the two of you going to be able to work this out? Now, talk about some music. You oh. want to talk about music, and you yeah. don't want to talk about what happened? No, it's all over. Well, let's talk about your tour. When are you leaving? We're leaving tomorrow. And where are you going? Uh, Rio, de Rio de Janeiro and Sao Paulo. Brazil. Now, your, your fans will have read all about this, James. Aren't you concerned about that? No, I'm concerned because there's nothing wrong. And what are you going to say to your fans when they ask you some questions about it? I'm going to say, I feel good. Papa's got a brand new bag. It's a man's world. Well, that's the second time we've heard that in two days. That's very interesting. Now, don't leave us, James. You stay right there. I'm we have more that we have something. to talk about. Well, tell us a little bit about what you're going to be Hello, doing Dad. on this tour. Huh? What'd you say? What are you going to be doing on this tour? I'm going to be doing you... Papa's Got a Brand New Bag and Living in America. Sex Machine, get up off of that thing. I feel good. Jam. Now, I understand that you I'm have real. already... James, I have to ask you one serious question here. I understand you already have started divorce proceedings. Does that mean that you're now eligible? Oh, no. I'm, yes, I'm eligible. I'm single. I, I want to mingle. You want to mingle? Yeah. Now, the women love you when you get out there. Why do you think that is? What did you say? The women love you when you get out there. Why is that, ladies? Well, I'm asking you. Huh? Because I look good. What do you think good. that is? You I look good. I smell good. I yes. feel good. And you sing good. And make love good. Oh. Well, there we are. We don't have to ask anybody else. We got that from the source. <laughs> there, there you are. Ted, well, where you at? James, we want to thank you for having, for being with us today. Wait and a giving minute. Us I an just got here. Oh, is there something more you want to say that we yeah, haven't covered? Yeah, I was another thing. Okay, I go ahead. You. I love America. I love everybody. Well, I feel it's, good. It sounds to me as though you're not troubled by any of this at all. This is a man's world. Thanks for reminding us of that. Every once in a while, we forget. Get up on We remember it again. James, good luck on your tour. Thanks for being with us. I guess we're going to hear lots more. Hasta luego. <laughs> I don't know. That's My pecking order is somewhere in there. But I, I tend to agree with Raj that Antonio Brown is sober. And he wow, he do wow shit. <laughs> he's like, relax, Antonio. Just shut up. The Saints gonna bring you in for a workout. Shut up, you on the Patriots. Be quiet. Like you, you got it good with the Raiders. Stop it. The, like you, it's a fine situation with Pittsburgh. Like that boy always, like taking his own situation. Chill out. Don't be yelling at the police and wilding at your house. Farting on the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> My bad, Doc. Yeah. Antonio Brown probably is the wildest one. I think I agree. I think I agree. <laughs> that was crazy. He was fucking that bitch. Yeah. Hey, man, look, that's about all we get. We gave y'all a super duper extended clip. We just kind of got into the conversation. This shit happens sometime, man. Look, but uh, look, appreciate y'all kicking it with us this week, per usual. And um, as always, man, y'all have a great weekend. Make it a best Bow. friend weekend. Bow. And we out. Bow.
you know the white dude once told me, hey, ain't it, ain't it funny that everybody that you know with the last name white is black, and everybody that you know with the last name black is white. Pregnancy test down my throat. That's where I carry your child. You could grab it from the back like we in the ice cream aisle. Make this pussy call your name. Try to use your fingers to dial. Strokes better. Stretch out my hole like we making mosh pits in the crowd. I'm about to ride or die. Ride it like NASCAR. Enjoy the ride and rate this pussy five stars. Mm. Dummy boy. But with the head, he acts smart. Only fucking white men for black cards. Never have I ever came across a nigga that I might fuck around and can't please. My head game so damn cold that the head of his dick really caught a brain freeze. Mm. Wowzers. I'm not gonna lie, I was happy when I saw the word black card. (laughs) (laughs) It was on brand for this episode.